Hi, everybody. I'm Neil. Hey, y'all. Oh, hi. I'm Libby. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. <Ray. laughs> hi, y'all. Oh, my God. Sorry. You guys are going to have everybody so confused. It's our first cocktail hour episode. Oh. And if anybody needed one today, I'm it's just going to Scorpios. Say. Oh, crap. Yeah, that's and right. Leo. And our Leo. And our Leo. Antigone. So it's Neil, Libby, Antigone, and Greg. And uh, if you've heard the first two pods, you know what we're talking about with Antigone who is a fifth generation intuitive and I'm so fascinated like so I'm the, fascinated so we're going to talk to her yeah. till the cows come home we're going to take her away with us but we're going to talk to Greg mm-hmm. Greg Fortique who has had a huge career in fashion um, can we talk about how long y'all known each other or, I mean just give us well, a I, you know, couple uh, days of it 30 years <laughs> no it's actually almost 35 years yeah, yeah. okay did you boys yes. go to school together? No. No, but... Family friends or... No. We just... I don't know how... Well, I do well, know I how. Well, I know how. Our, our friend, uh, David Swope. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who was, but here in Houston, you all met. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. And then you both moved And then to we York. got on a pogo stick and went around the world. Boing, 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 boing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we lived in New York at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, we lived in Houston, then we lived in New York at the same time, and I hesitate to say together... But we lived in New York together, together. but separate. Yeah. But together. <laughs> um, you know, people take uh, I mean, you were in the modeling Lord. biz. You're yes. in the fashion right. biz. So How we, far yeah, apart we, could you oh, really yeah. be? We did business together. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. So, Greg, I'm just going to let you tell everybody oh, Lord. what your career was. But I'll just start you off by saying head of retail, an extremely high executive level position with a couple of successful designers, Calvin Klein, Donna Karen, <laughs> John Barbados, Carolina Herrera. Mrs. Mm. Herrera, as you refer uh, to her, yeah. which I God. am obsessed with. Mrs. Love H. Mrs. Yeah. H. Oh. Not to be confused with <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Tamble. Because <laughs> they ain't none. Oh, so, um, Greg, so, what made you get started in all that jazz? Complete happenstance. I was in New York, had uh, been in Houston, had a store here kind of baptism by fire in retail, didn't know what I was doing, had had a really bad experience with a guy in uh, San Francisco that ended up owing me a ton of money, went to New York for a business meeting, went to a dinner, sat next to the guy who was president of Calvin Klein. And just after a couple of drinks and talking to him, I was just, just told him how miserable I was. And he said, well, you should move to New York, come to work for me. And truly he offered me a job. Just in and there. Literally. That's the next day exciting. I went to his office and so we're rebranding our company. We're rebranding retail. I need new people. I think you fit in. And two months later, I was in New York. Had moved. That is so cool. That and, is so cool. Um, at Calvin Klein, yeah, you did what? Well, at the, in the beginning, literally, I started off really low down on the food chain. I was the uh, manager. They just had launched their home collection right. and started with that. Didn't know anything about what I was doing. And they kept... Uh, <laughs> to date myself, there were no computers, really. There was no internet, there was no iPhone. And they would use terminology, and I didn't know what the words meant. Yeah. And I'd go to the okay. library at night, literally, Aww, to look up words. Oh yeah, God. I mean, I had to. And they would use terms in the meetings, and I'd be going, oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and and of course, it's me and mom writing it down. Yeah, like, gross <laughs> margin. I'm like, gross, like, and yucky margin. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like writing it down. You like, knew what that I was. I swear like to God, I didn't. Oh I mean, God, I was hilarious. an oil guy. I mean, I didn't know about this sort of thing. And so, right. That's a fascinating part about uh-huh. your story, is you came from the oil patch yep. in Liberty, Texas, yep. to oh. Madison Avenue. Okay. 
yeah. up in Calvin Klein's yeah. mm-hmm. situation. Grizzle. <laughs> yeah. Were you at different. Calvin Klein when he walked on oh, uh, the court <laughs> oh. uh, during a Knicks game to talk to Latrell Sprewell? Um, yeah. That was we- What did he say? Can you say it? I, I wasn't there. Right, but we can And the can immortal imagine. words of Kathy Griffith, il- allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> he admired the gentleman's um, physicality. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. <laughs> He uh, must apparently. be Latrell must be Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh apparently, God, well, so yeah. per previous episode, yeah, and he 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 knelt down in front of that physicality. Uh, okay, and, yeah, I had to <laughs> stop the game. <laughs> okay, so this will be the first way to our pod. Uh, right. Maybe edited. Yeah. Um, okay, so then, how long were you with Calvin? Uh, almost six years. And his briefs. Almost were you there six. during the Marky Mark days? I got there just when that was going on. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that. Yeah. That's uh, exciting. Yeah. I was actually on the same floor as the underwear division, and there was a really cool guy whose name was Greg. He <laughs> 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 worked there, and he would come grab me every time they're doing an underwear shoot. <laughs> I love this. Like. Yeah. And they actually. Now we, that's a friend. They use fluffers, <laughs> FYI. They, really? They, that's legit. Yeah. Nice. Totally. I mean, Insider. Sonomana. So, Studio 54 Sonic. was still there, Greg? Say again? Was Studio 54 still there at this time? Oh, no, no, no. no but I covered that in a previous oh my God. life. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Trust. Help me. Trust. So, Calvin mm. Klein, then, like, then from Calvin, you went to Donna. Donna Karen. Mm. Yeah. Totally different vibe. But and she recruited you. She did. Yeah, she she stole it. you yeah. from her one of her best friends. She, she stole me, but <laughs> Calvin had sold. The whole dynamic of the company changed. It got really corporate and funky, and they weren't respecting his... Everybody left. I mean, that was the last person there. And so I was kind of ready to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of was holding on, going, this is going to be good, this is going to be okay, and it just wasn't. And the Donna thing came along, and it was it was a totally different vibe. Very zen, very spiritual. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a little more to speak to on that in terms of her zenness? Well, I've never seen her be zen, oh. but that's just me. Girl, I, I did not have an office <laughs> next door to her. So. Well, I was in her office. My little office was inside of her office. And um, yeah. Don't you have a funny story about that? Oh, uh, are you talking about when uh, Greg I. called me and. Yeah. Said, get some of your clients together and let's do a, a party at the It was Madison. a book thing. It a book a, thing, a literacy but thing. But like children's to be clear, literature. Greg, right. you're working for Donna Karen at this point. Right. Like so I called Stephanie Seymour and Marcus Schenkenberg. Marcus and, and they chaired it. Yeah, they chaired it. I had like four clients that chaired yeah. it. And so we show up and Donna, I'm Greg and Donna are standing side by side <laughs> and Stephanie Seymour. I'd just gotten her to f- come out the ladies' room. So we're standing there, and Donna and Greg walk up, and Donna says, "Now I'm standing next yeah, to her." It was winter time. Right, right. And right. I'm it was winter time. It was four. a seasonal. I'm not small. Right. Like, Donna, Donna's like five, seven, yeah, ish, and you're six four. Hard yeah. to miss. Hard to um, miss. In every way. No, and Stephanie. Donna says, Steph, no, Stephanie said. <laughs> Everyone's in, everyone hi, in fur. Hi, Donna. And Donna yeah. goes, oh, t- what got you involved in this? And she goes, well, Greg called Neil and asked if I would do this. And I said, sure. And she goes, Greg? <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is a joke, right? <laughs> and Stephanie goes, yeah, Greg. And she's kind of looking at me like, is this woman for real? And we're all, and we're truly like two feet apart. And I'm thinking, she has forgotten who the 
Rick, I am. And <laughs> or my name. I, I mean, I'm standing next to her thinking, oh, this is oh, my boy. life. Welcome, <laughs> to, welcome to my freaking world right now. <laughs> You're like, say my name. Say, say my, my name. name. No, okay. Okay, we so yeah. she destiny. walks off and, and Greg looks at me and he goes, welcome to my, to my life. <laughs> I mean, boom. So, but Donna Karen, you were head of retail for Donna Karen. Yeah, right? it, yeah. It was the same job I had at Calvin just for her. Same, well, very different. You Did know. you get to work with Babs? Uh, oh God, oh. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, her friends. Ooh, man, that's yeah. And Liza freaking Manelli. I mean, that oh, yeah. Wow. There was a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not particularly nice people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they no. were very self-centered and not love and light people at all. But you would think they would be, and they just they just wasn't. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, what I find so interesting about some of your work stories, which you don't share that much, we're making you kind he of never talks about. I know it. ever. It makes well, me I mean, kind of crazy. Okay, whatever. Well, not crazy, but I yeah. think it's really amazing and interesting. Um, but you refer to Donna as Donna and mm-hmm. Calvin as Calvin, mm-hmm. but there's one particular gal you worked for, Mrs. Herrera, mm-hmm. the Carolina Herrera, mm-hmm. that you refer to as Mrs. Herrera. The. Mrs. H. Like, what's that about? That's her. I mean, she's just Does that. everyone call her that? Uh, yeah. Pretty I mean, much. I, I, her husband, Ronaldo, calls her Carolina, and her daughters do. Everybody else calls her Mrs. H or Mrs. Herrera. Is she just the most elegant human ever? Pretty much Mm. sums it up. And like in terms of? She's just kind of the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, she's great style. She's completely lovely, compassionate. Um, She's a lady. I mean, that that sounds kind of. I love that. Yeah. And she pretty much, I mean, there was this girl that wanted an internship there from, and this kind of sums it up. From here, the, the, her mother was on the Board of Regents at Rice, called me, took me to dinner, and said, would you help my daughter get this internship? But you don't get paid. You're just there mm-hmm. doing grunt work. You're running errands, whatever. And I helped the girl get a job. And I called her and said, look, go to Club Monaco, do whatever you have to do, buy white shirts, skirts, and good shoes. Go buy good shoes. And every day, you need to wear these clothes. And I said, just trust me on this one, do this. And she said, okay, fine, whatever. She thought, oh, you crazy gay man what do you say <laughs> <laughs> tell me what to wear Woo. and she goes and one day there was a package that had to be delivered to Anna Wintour's office mm-hmm. oh and God. Mrs. Herrera walked in with the package to the room while the interns were sitting like stuffing envelopes whatever they were doing and she looked around the room and she goes you come with me and she calls this girl and said you take this package to Anna Wintour and she took it really ended up having to sit she said do not give it to anybody but her like in her hands. She, she physically sat in Anna's hours? office and then got to be buddies with Anna's <gasps> assistant. And like two or three days later, she called me and she goes, I get it now. Because what happened, Mrs. Red walked in and all those girls are interns. They think, mm-hmm. oh, my job's no big deal. Totally. Flip-flops, jeans, whatever. Mm-mm. And she walked in and she's going, no, no, no. Yes, I take you. I take you. I take you. Love mm-hmm. that story. It's true, though. It's an absolute, but that's her. I mean, she's not judgmental. She just wants things to be clean Done the right and refined. Way. She's right. so sweet. Oh, she actually she's is a most really lovely beautiful woman. spirit. You know, I sat next to her one night at a dinner party at Indochine. Yeah. And I kept calling her Mrs. Herrera, and she reached over with that perfectly manicured, elegant hand, mm-hmm. placed it on my arm, and said, Darling. <laughs> Carolina. I'm like, I can't. I can't. And when I, I, by, I can't. when I, by saying I can't, I mean, I cannot call you by your first name. And she said, of course you can. Carolina. Respect. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm trying to 
mm-hmm. work through it. But yeah. She seems just, I mean, she kind of exudes that elegance and well, her first re- respect without even having did. to, like, you yeah. know, yeah. have it. But you, who did you learn the most from about That's fashion? Well, about making beautiful clothes. Each person I learned a chunk from. Calvin, I learned his attention to detail and his his vision it was it's bizarre and you either got it or you didn't and if you didn't you got eaten up by the machine pretty fast mm-hmm. i totally got it respected it i mean you developed an eye that was his eye and it was great donna was different she was more spiritual and and it moved a little more fluidly mm-hmm. but that yeah, makes sense. from a creative perspective she was she saw things again in a very different light creatively and Ms. Herrera, again, she was, oddly enough, all about the customer service and the luxury and, and right. you know, really is presenting. she a Scorpio? I wonder. You know, we should look Oddly enough, up. she probably is. She knowing probably that, All I, mean, I can tell you if she's is not, I had she her first be. perfume yeah. and the lotion and the body oil and yeah. all of it, and it would just stop traffic. It yeah. was my favorite. Well, she was era. just such just a cool lady. Oh, she yeah. is and that, marvelous. She just kind of reminded me, take all the stuff you know and remember don't let go of the fact that you're dealing with people. Mm-hmm. January 8th. you got to make it be good. She's born on Elvis Presley's birthday and oh. David Bowie's. The woman is well, a Capricorn. There, there you go. Corn. All right. Yeah. Good to know. So attention to detail. And, yep. yeah. Well, people ask you, mm-hmm. the smart, let me let me back that up. The smart people <laughs> that yep. want to be in fashion right. ask you right. for guidance and for input and advice and um, in Houston, I, when you, when you, left new york Mm -hmm. you bought a factory Mm -hmm. in houston correct and you were making women's apparel correct and we made anything that could be sewn with the machine but it was primarily women's apparel yes right very successfully and i know a few people i was working with well you brought us jerry Moore. right talked about her on the show and jerry had the most beautiful yes you know jerry was the creative head a leo when the business thing got too much but i mean her she no nobody designed better clothes the most beautiful so stuff. beautiful great colors get all that good stuff but right and you and all manufactured so that yeah people come to you what do you first of all what are they missing that they mm-hmm. don't know they don't know mm-hmm. the worst thing in the world are people who don't know what they don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's worse than not than knowing what you want yeah it is oh. yeah so that's number one and and number two how what would you say to someone that's just finishing a fashion design program. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you advise them to launch and get out there and do it? I mean, it's real simple because I used to get so frustrated. These people that would come to us to make something, and you know, my job was just to cut and sew the stuff and send it out the door. And it was I could do that. Take your money. God bless you. Go sell it. Burn it. You I did don't care. a line of your own called Times Two. Yeah, we had a women's clothing line, and we did children's line, too. We did right. separate from everything else. But Where you found kind of, like, not vintage fabrics, but, like, fabrics that yeah. other big yeah. people Times 2 was really, it was really it worked. cool. It was good. It kind of worked. It, you and know. I remember you saying this. I'm going to have a little bit of a, a moment. But, like, you made these beautiful dresses that weren't dramatic. It was no. like a day dress. And you were like, for a woman to throw on a Lululemon, or however you want to pronounce it, situation, and run into carpool... It's the same effort, or maybe even less, to throw this on a sandal yeah. and grab yeah. a bag, and yeah. you're ready to kind of move. Yeah. Which and I the, thought was a really good... And they were, like, affordable and all that. Yeah. So that worked. But the, the people that would come, the, the biggest challenge was they would have a design, something they thought was cool, and, and I would ask them, why do we need more men's underwear? 
Mm-hmm. You know, is, you know, is your underwear what it's going to do in my situation that I gotta right. have your underwear? Right. And they don't. Some of them can't answer it, but the ones that could, pay attention to those. But then also, once you have the samples, once you have the stuff, where are you going with it? I mean, right. who's going to buy it? You got to. They're they're completely lacking in the business side, which right. they're going to spend a ton of money, mm-hmm. and have all these samples, have all this stuff. And where do you go with it? And I think these schools do these kids a disservice. They don't know how to sell it. They don't know how to sell it. So and a plan in place of yeah, like, well, they need who business, am I selling they to? They need to take business yeah. classes. And I know that most creative people, itself. their Absolutely. heads explode. But that's imperative that you have some common sense about money. And but they don't want to know about that. Well, you know what? Fine. You're going to get effed up the hiney a ton because that's just what's going to happen. That is. Yeah. and that's, See, that's the thing when Calvin I say Klein. they don't right. know what they no, don't know. Calvin right. Klein. That's part that's of it. That should be part Calvin of Calvin Klein part one when he almost went broke. The I company remember. almost went under. And if it weren't for Barry. Because Calvin was playing a playing. lot. Yeah. Going to the studio. That's right. Yeah. Studio 54. And wasn't watching the money. And the next thing you know, there was no money. And he went to a very dear friend, Barry, mm-hmm. and then another Tell friend me. in L.A. Barry Schwartz. Who, who oh, Barry Schwartz. And they borrowed money. And they said, but you got to clean up your situation and focus. And he did, to his credit. He really, really did. He did. And he turned the company around. Ended up selling it for almost a billion dollars. So right. And um, so Calvin sold, Donna sold. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Donna's so sold. Greg, that sale was uh, beyond. Did she sell? T- well, well no, over that, a billion, that's, right? that's a whole that's a conversation. Whole because story. Yeah. Um, but, like, if someone's, like, I'm going to be a designer and I come out with all this okay. knowledge. I just, I just vomited my own mouth a little bit and swallowed it. But, but like, <laughs> I think what you're saying is it's important to have some business savvy along with this creative situation. Or an amazing accountant. With. And I think right. these kids all just want to be fabulous and think the Line fashion thing team. is. Well, and we've talked about this. Job. It's like they want to be you famous just, you need and to they want to have their pictures it's a job. taken. It's right. a job. And one of the things, Greg, that we talked about on the, the pod we did about Designers. faux fashion. Yeah. Is there are technical skills that are required to be a fashion designer? Yeah. Know yeah. how to. Cut I mean, for example, Mrs. Herrera couldn't, Mrs. Herrera couldn't sketch or draw, but she had Hervé Pierre, her creative assistant, so who they draped fabric, and by the time they were finished pinning it on you, it looked like a finished garment. Right. You got to have a talent. Yeah. And just thinking you're fabulous. It's just, it's you're not. I mean, it's just not the way it works. Well, that's part of the millennial experience, which yeah. you are not living. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. Alex. So Greg has all this wealth, wealth of knowledge. knowledge. And, and I want to know when the book is going to come out, sir. Just before I die. It'll be... <laughs> <laughs> Neil and our co-author. Well, that enough so that where all the bodies are buried, it went. Yes, yeah. completely. <laughs> That's like right. the JFK situation. Uh-huh, thing. it's out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Made for TV. Also. Exactly. Mm. Greg, mm-hmm. you need HBO. to you need to come on uh, mm, more because back. there's a lot that that people I think need to hear from you that you have this very unique. Uh, background. Well, and you don't talk about it. Qualifications well, historically to share. and culturally, well, right. very right. important. That's well, also part Greg of your a chart. Huge contributor to the arts in yes. Houston, which See? we thank you for your time and effort and my pleasure keeping it alive and well. Um, right. But y'all, this has been so fun. It's been a blast. Thank you, kids. Thank you. Thank you. I'll thank come you. I'll actually yes, come back. Pleasure. Okay, good. Can I, I know, my, me too. Can I put the Tito's wait. under the table and just leave it there? <laughs> <laughs> well, just we're going to have to like buy a vodka locker here, but okay, that's fine. That we works. can do that. Right. Bobby will let us. Well, Greg Fortee, um, thank you so much for being here. Neilzy, this has been the most Antigone, fun. And the most fun. And um, I would tell you guys knowledge. how to reach out to Greg, but he doesn't no. want to be bothered. No. Well, maybe. 
Can you do it through Neil? Well, uh, we'll sure. He's we'll my have, pimp, basically. Yeah, okay, we'll good. We'll have a tweet Perfect. about that. Okay, well. Um, it was so fun. It, it was, was so fun. Blast. Thank you guys Thank so much. Thank you guys. We love you guys. Over and out. Mm-hmm. Cheers. See you next time. Please.